Hello, Herd, and welcome to Thursday. It's Thursday. It is Thursday when it we're recording Thursday. this. Hopefully it get up gets up on Thursday. Uh, but regardless, welcome <laughs> to the Clone Wars Rewatch, which is what we do on Thursday or whatever day it happens to land on. I am your Herd leader, John Wayne. And I am your Herd mom, Megan. There you are. I didn't see you until you introduced yourself. Hi. Hi. I've welcome been, to the show. I just... I'm a black void until I say hello. There you go. You got to introduce yourself. Otherwise, no one knows who you are. That's the magic of podcasting. I could be just a cactus, and you wouldn't know. You probably are. Prickly. I haven't shaved my legs in a while, so it's lovely. <laughs> uh, and there's Piglet, it's as always. Other, it's my baby cactus. She just has this habit of knowing when we're recording and just feels the need to make the most noise. Yeah. Uh, it's because she's excited, because... It's Thursday. Thir- it's, it is Thursday, which means we're talking about the Clone Wars, which is awesome. This is always one of our favorite shows to record. It's you guys' favorite to listen to, apparently. It's one of, uh, if it, it is our pop- most popular show. Um, so hopefully we continue that streak, and, and hopefully today we have a good episode. We have a few to talk about. Um, normally we've done arcs. Uh, we've had uh, a time where we kind of just did independent episodes is that and this is kind of that uh we have one episode that's not a part of an arc it is connected to um a story that's woven throughout the all the seasons of the clone wars yeah and then we have uh two episodes she that are um <laughs> a part of a single story so i guess you could call that an arc really it's just a part one and a part two but Either way, so three episodes to talk about. We have Season 1, Episode 5, Rookies. We have Season 1, Episode 6, Downfall of a Droid. And we have Season 1, Episode 7, Duel of the Droids. There you go. So, uh, that's what we have uh, to dish at you and dish on you today uh, for the Clone Wars rewatch. Hopefully you've done your homework. You had... Quite a lot of time, so if you haven't, then, you know, F-minus for you. But uh, hopefully you've watched these shows, uh, these episodes. If not, pause here, go watch them real quick. They're on Netflix. Watch and then come back, and we'll talk about them and all that good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. All right, you ready to get into this? I'm ready. You ready for the trauma and the therapy and all that good stuff? Uh, let's get started. Beginning with Season 1, Episode 5. Rookies. We had a little bit of time where we were kind of bouncing back and forth with episodes. Last few uh, rewatches, we've been consistently in season one, and that continues here, five, six, and seven. Uh, but it begins with this episode, Rookies. How about we just, like, pretend this one didn't happen? It happened. No, it didn't. It did. In my um, mind, it did not. If it hadn't happened, then Clone Cadets wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So you wouldn't have come to... These would just be normal clones. Just imagine watching this in the order of release and being like, eh, these are just clones. And then later finding out, no, they're people that have personalities and rights and, you know, they just wanted to get along and, you know, watch hollow vids and such. Just chilling. Yeah. But but now most of them are dead. Mm. Uh, that, that be the way the world works. Yes. So... This episode, while not part of a an arc, as you, 
you know, you would come to think of it as three or four episodes grouped together of this single, single story. Uh, this is part of the Domino Squad story. Uh, this began with Season 3, Episode 1, Clone Cadets, as we mentioned. Uh, continues here, and not too far down the road, we'll be seeing another part of that story. So it is an arc of episodes, but it's spread over the entirety of the show, really. Uh, all the way to season six, if you want to get technical. So, and I do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but here we get to reunite with the clones of Domino Squad, um, the rookies and shinies, as they are called in the episode. And so, the moral at the beginning of this episode, as with every episode, is the best confidence builder is experience. Uh, certainly the clones, when they were cadets, when they were, uh, working together on Camino or not working together really for the most part, uh, you know, that they were all looking forward to that experience, the, looking forward to the front line and all that. And even here still, as we're introduced to them again, they're just longing for the battlefield. They're longing for some action and something to do. They mm -hmm. want that experience. Especially my boy heavy. Yes. My sweet. Sweet boy, heavy. <laughs> yes, he's fine. He went to the farm. Uh, the opening narrative... By the way, if I sound weird, I'm sorry. My nose is super stuffy right yeah, now for some reason. It's like 50 degrees in Augusta right now. It's just ridiculous. And it's chilly. I just My nose does not work properly, so forgive me. Um, the opening narration says, Clones force, Clone forces rally. A war escalates in the Outer Rim, and the Jedi Knights are spread thinly across the galaxy. Many new clones are rushed into service to support their Jedi generals. Unfortunately, because of the relentless demands of battle, many young clones must join the struggle before their intensive training has been completed. These clones, manning a vital network of tracking stations, are all that stand between the Republic and invasion. Oh. So, despite where we left them in the last episode, where it's seemingly like, yay, they're good and proper clones now. Yeah. They're kind of identified, still very young and new, uh, which is true. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where if you go from clone cadets to this, you're, you're like, oh, they're going to go into the real action now, but really, they're security guards uh, for the Bas most part. Uh, basically, they're on Rishi Outpost, which is a moon um, set within a system near Kamino, and they're job is to guard the station that detects invasion or enemy movements and which is important when you know you've got a planet that literally its whole existence is to create this army of clones yeah uh, that's going to be a big target so they have these as they mentioned net network of tracking stations yeah. set up on these various i guess moons and planets and whatnot to detect invasion uh in order to pr protect camino and so our our friends from uh, Domino Squad, their job is to protect the station. Yeah, quite possibly my favorite boys. Yes. So um, for the uninitiated or for the, those who forgot in the long time that it has been since we've encountered them, uh, we have uh, Droid Bait, we have Cut Up, we have Echo, Fives, and Heavy. Um, these are the Domino Squad, uh, clones that we were introduced to in Clone Cadets. 
there are some other clones that are there with them, um, but we don't we don't really care about them. No, they don't matter. We just care about Domino Squad. No, we we care. All clones matter. Clones matter. Clone lives matter. So uh, they they're guarding this station, and how the episode transpires is that we see uh, a little bit of a meteor shower, um, you know, sparkle through the sky, but turns out that not all are meteors. Um, some of them are droid ships. Mm-hmm. So they land and start deploying droids, which is actually a very smart tactic. Yeah. Uh, and it's not as simple as just, uh, you know, they had to obviously wait mm-hmm. for a proper meteor shower and just be like, you know, yeah, go, just go along with it. Um, yeah. Also, Grievous has some real sick, like, exposition yeah. going on. Like, yeah. Um, but got to give him props for the plan. Yeah. The idea of sneaking in with the nice, meteors. The meteor shower. Nice uh, so they sneak in, and we're introduced to some new droids. The commando droids uh, are that are deployed. Cool. Yeah. Um, the, there's a clone that's guarding the deck and kind of doing security rounds. That is CT-327. Um, he's pretty much immediately killed uh, by the droids yeah. as they approach. They then uh, break their way into the... Um, well, no, before that, they, they're, they're in the middle of breaking into the station. Uh, but when Sergeant Niner and the other clones can't get in contact with CT-327... Uh, they decide to send Droid Bait and Clone Nub. That's his Wikipedia name. Yep, well, that'll do it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Droid Bait and Nub go to investigate and are immediately taken off guard when the droids break in. And they did. Mm. I mean, his name was Droid Bait, so... Yeah, basically. Uh, Funnily enough, I mean, he was the first... I believe... You can quote me if I'm wrong. I have to go back and watch Clone Cadets. But I almost want to say, in the beginning of Clone Cadets, when they're in the training simulation and they all get, you know, quote-unquote killed, you know, they yeah. fail the mission. He I gets killed first, yeah. He gets killed first. So I think they're in the order, yeah. actually. So anyway, so um, Nub and Droid Bait are killed when the commando droids invade the station. Sergeant Niner then engages the droids and... Does pretty well for a little while, but when he's ordering the other clones to send the to turn off the all clear signal, which is basically the thumbs up, when he says, "Hey, switch it to thumbs down, very big thumbs yeah. down," uh, <laughs> he's he's caught off guard and shot in the leg, and then immediately shot in the face. Sadness, Sergeant mm-hmm. Niner down. Um, afterwards, uh, the clones is, the the remaining clones escape. Um, Echo, Fives, Heavy, and Cut Up. Um, and they go through the ventilation system, which at one point or another leads them outside yeah. the station. Uh, the droids then hotwire the all clear signal to basically be permanent thumbs up. Yeah. And there's a droid who does a very bad New Zealand accent, which I'm pretty sure was, it was intentional. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a droid like, imitating it's, a person. It's just very funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the commando droids show a lot of intelligence and ingenuity. Yeah, but they're uh, still droids. But they're still droids. Yeah. They they do better than the others, but they're still droids. Yeah. 
So Echo 5's having cut up Escape, and they're outside um, the station, uh, and almost immediately, cut up is then eaten by a giant Rishi eel. Yeah. Yeah, like, just... Like, why? There you go. Um, You know, the eel decides to take him for a snack, and that's good for now. Uh, Luckily for these clones, uh, Commander Cody and Captain Rex are doing... uh, rounds they're going around checking the various stations you know uh anakin and obi-wan are wary of general grievous and mm-hmm. believe he's scheming and doing general grievousy things yes he so is they sent, quite the schemey boy yes so they sent rex and cody to go check on all the places and basically say hey you know everything okay sure okay uh and luckily it just happens to be time for them to check out Rishi Outpost. Yeah. Uh, unluckily, there's nothing but droids there. So, you know. Um, yeah. Echo 5s and Heavy try to figure out a way to signal them uh, and manage to do so. Uh, one of the dr- the commando droids, though, puts on clone armor mm-hmm. and greets the greets Rex and Cody. Which was a very cool idea. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting attempt to kind of, you know show things off. Um, and that's just another reason why the commando droids are so superior, uh, to their brothers or cousins or whatever relation they would be. Um, but they're, they're definitely smart droids. That's for sure. Uh, but the actual clones Mm -hmm. managed to fire a flare, which signals Cody and Rex and, uh, that things aren't what they appear to be. Then the rest of the commando droids come out and uh, attempt to attack Cody and Rex, but they manage to escape, luckily, and regroup with the clones, uh, you know, outside of the station, uh, Echo, Heavy, and Fives. And then they come up with some crazy scheme to break in and take back the outpost. Yeah, that happens quite a bit when yeah, clones are involved. Just crazy ideas. Crazy screams. Well, yeah. Rex comes up with it, I think, and, which is no surprise because he's Anakin's buddy. So, yeah. of course, he has the, the brash idea. Yeah, um, Anakin's a very bad influence on clones. Luckily, it works. The The clone command, the commando droids, uh, who were originally quite formidable and tough cookies, uh, turn into soft cookies and are... <laughs> soft, chewy cookies. Yeah, they, uh, they're, they're taken down with reasonable effort. Um which is good for our clone guys, because that means they get to get in there, but it's bad because, I mean, it's just a little too easy. Yeah. it They kind of go from, you know, important, very tactical droids to, mm-hmm. whoop, 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 oh. Yep. I'm no longer needed for the plot. Yep. Uh, let me just die. <laughs> exactly. It's like, um, I shot near you. Yes. Right. But I'm no longer relevant. <laughs> Um, it's the plot device, you see. So they managed to clear out the commando droids, and, but the again, the, the all-clear signal's been hot-wired. Uh, and now that n- the commando droids are gone and not reporting back to General Grievous, he thinks something's up, so he sends even more droids. But instead of sending the good commando droids, he just sends the regulars. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. The they're cousins. <laughs> the weird comedy droids. Yeah. Um, and they're held off pretty well. Um, and 
the clones are doing this while also coming up with the plan of we're going to use some, you know, explosives we just have lying around and blow up the station because yeah. that's the only way we apparently know how to turn off the all clear signal. That's how you turn off a lot of things. Yeah, just blow it up. It's effective. Turn off the lamp. Blow it up. No, not blow it up. Turn it off. Blow it up. Boom. Turn off the Death Star. <laughs> Explosion. Right. We I just told you that? to turn off the light. <laughs> um, Fire on all reactors. So uh, they work out. They're going to set a time uh, or set a remote uh, detonator and escape. And when all the droids are inside, then they'll hit it and blow it up. Mm-hmm. And they'll be okay. And the Republic will see it's not all clear. And come to the rescue. Um, but there's a malfunction with the detonator. And uh, mm-hmm. Rex gives it to Heavy to fix. But Heavy can't fix it. He runs out of time. Uh, and decides to just make it happen the old-fashioned way. of Pressing a big red button. Yeah. And so Heavy sacrifices himself. Destroys the station. And then rather quickly everybody's like, Hey, wait, nope. All, not all clear. Not all not clear. All clear. Not no all clear. thumbs. Can no some, thumbs. <laughs> can someone please have like a funeral? Can we have a moment of silence for Heavy? I mean, there's not much to have a funeral Shh. with. Heavy. His ashes aren't going to be very heavy. I'm going to punch you in the butt. <laughs> uh, no, it it it's the as with with the backstory and the history that they give Heavy, even just the one episode of Clone Cadets. It's it adds it's a awful. lot more. Uh, to this, which was already a very heroic and significant thing, but yeah, definitely when you get, when you go and watch In Order with clone cadets, knowing these clones, it's like, hey, yeah, cool, they just graduated high school, you know, they're breaking out on their own and doing their thing, and oh my gosh, they're all dead. <laughs> like, exactly. It's like character <laughs> development, oh, nope, dead. Yeah. Uh, fives and uh, Fives and e- Echo. Yes, Echo. I feel like I haven't mentioned Echo much. Well, he didn't do much. I don't know. For some reason, I keep forgetting. But Echo and Fives are the only survivors. Yeah. Um, and so it, it stinks, but Rex accommodates uh, Fives and Echo and says that they would be great candidates for the 501st, which is funny because the last time we left them, the ARC trooper that was reviewing their training was like, hey, you'd make good art troopers. So it's like what we gonna do. I mean how how many <laughs> how many job offers do you need before you just go for it, dude? Yeah, seriously. But anyway, um it's definitely it's definitely a kind of a downer again if you uh if you've watched Clone Cadets, which hopefully if you're watching along with us, you've been in going in chronological order. And so you have um seen that episode and 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 if anything yes it it makes heavy more significant but it almost makes it sadder that like droid bait they don't they don't acknowledge him by name and Mm-mm. i mean he just dies yeah he just gets shot uh cut up just gets eaten mm-hmm. not given a whole lot more like heavy gets some good attention yeah but the other clones it's kind of just like eh, yeah. they're clones they're so it kind of stinks. <laughs> it it, it kind of stinks in that regard. But... Uh, I'm going to need so much therapy while we're watching this show. Luckily, Echo and Fives are still out there, still alive, and still kicking. And we will definitely be seeing them again. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, you know what the problem is, though? What? Not heavy! 
I'm sorry, Boo. You better be. You've started this. So, um, some interesting... I'll say definitely liked this episode. Yeah. Um, It's always been a favorite of mine, even before knowing about Clone Cadets. You know, when... For just for first watching it, you know, when it was on Cartoon Network and everything, it was really cool. Um, good mix of action, uh, especially with the commando droids. It actually gives some formidable enemies, um, which is nice with the droids. You know, it's nice to be able to be afraid of the bad guys every now and then, at least. Yeah. Um, and it cuts up the monotony of humor that most of the droids, uh, Usually are so, yeah. and the droids are very funny. Yes, it's not to criticize the, yeah. the comedy of the droids, it's just it's nice when the droids can actually be a threat, yeah, you know. So, um, some interesting little details and some notes and such. Uh, when the droid is, is posing as Sergeant O'Niner, um, and tries to convince Cody that they don't need an ex- inspection, which, first of all. You know, a lot of nuts and bolts on that guy to be able to be like, hey, Commander, turn around and go home. We don't need no inspection. We're good. We're fine here. Um, but funnily enough, that's what he says. Uh, he it, It's a mimic of Han Solo's lines where he says, we're all fine here. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except he doesn't do that part. I love but, that part. Though. Yeah. Uh, I love that line. Um but yes, that's the that's the bad New, New Zealand accent there. And, yeah. Um, definite. Again, it's just it's it's a highlight of how intelligent those droids are. Yeah. Um, Roger, Roger. Right, Roger, Roger. Um, the. You know, obviously, they're smart. They're uh, very formidable. So I, I assume the reason that we don't see much of them. We do see them throughout the Clone Wars, but yeah. uh, the reason they aren't just the only droid we see, since they're the useful ones, mm-hmm. is probably just because they're expensive to make, I imagine. Probably. You know, the reason the battle droids are the way they are, the B1 battle droids at least, mm-hmm. is because they're cheap and easy and quick to produce, so. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, they cut a little into, as long as it can follow orders and shoot where it's supposed to shoot, then, you know, what else do you need? But it's a lot easier when you're not facing trained individuals, uh, you know, in combat, I guess. Mm. Uh, that's where the commander droids become useful. And also for these kind of secret infiltration missions and such. Yeah, I've noticed some a trend in Star Wars. Like, if you want to make sure that something is elite and scary, give it black armor. <laughs> I think that's just in general. Yeah. I think th- there's something... Just kind of cool and significant. Everything's cooler in black. Yeah. I mean, look at the Death Troopers. They're awesome looking. I love the Death Troopers. And you know what? Most of it's because they just look cool. Yeah. I mean, the black armor, the the fact that they're very, they're very tall. Oh, yeah. All like, it just all adds up to really cool. Yeah. But definitely the black armor helps. But yes, the, the, I think the, the black paint job of the commando droids does, does do just does do it. Yeah. By the way, we went when we went to that um, library thing. I met the tallest clone trooper I've ever met before. It wasn't that. Tall. He was very tall. It really was armor tall. included. Yeah. Taller than I am, which is isn't tall hard. as Michael. Michael's still tall. 
Yeah, but like not the tallest. <laughs> I've seen taller. <laughs> How tall are you? Comment below. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he was tall compared to you. Yes. A lot of people are. Yes. But he was still very tall. Yes. Um, on screen, uh, well, not on screen, on the screen of the detonator used by Heavy to destroy the base, the words A-T-T-E rules some text can be found in Arabesh. Leet speak. I love it. It's it's funny. Um, I, it, I've always wondered, like, with Easter eggs, it's just like, do they... Do they just are in the middle of development, like, oh, you know, it'd be cool, or do you like? Sometimes I wonder, like, like you have to plan some things. Yeah. Clear, not not necessarily this, but some some things you got to be like, yeah. no, I really want this to happen. Do you know what really gets to me sometimes is that there are people out there who recognize and speak Orbesh. They can read it. They don't speak it. But... I'm sure there are some, yeah. Like that's I, it, I, I wouldn't compare it to the community of people that speak and understand Klingon. Yeah, my people are weird. Um, well, with Orabesh, it's less speaking. Yeah, it's reading. Yeah, uh, so it's a little bit easier, I would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good secret, you know, way of communicating. I mean, like if you want to pass a note in class, write in Orabesh. And confuse your teacher. Exactly. Make her think she's having a stroke. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm sure there are people that, yes, know how to read it. So the 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 nice thing about Orabesh is some most of the letters are relative to their actual alphabetic counterparts. Yeah. At least, so you can, if you know what you're looking for, then it's fairly easy to yeah. read. It's not like circular Gallifreyan, where oh gosh, that's just. You need a decipher. Yeah. Um, so the Commander Droids, they are BX series. Got to put an X in it if it's going to be Got cool. To. Um, and so they're BX Commando Droids. Um, and I do, I love the design. I love that they're much more sleek and sturdy and mm -hmm. just look intimidating. Yeah. And like I said, they're just effective. Definitely the... You know, I never would have thought, why would, why doesn't a droid just put on armor? But it, and it's almost as if they were created to do that because their heads are not as long as the normal battle droid. So they can fit their head in a helmet. So I almost wonder yeah. if that was a specific design choice or if that already was a thing and they were just like, oh, it just happens to fit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it's definitely... It, Again, if, if it is on purpose, it shows quite the ingenuity. Yeah. Um, the holographic VJ hosting the music broadcast uh, mentions Mimban uh, and even dedicates a song to the Mud Jumpers. And this is a uh, reference to um, the Mud Troopers on Mimban uh, that we see in Solo, a Star Wars story. It's really cool. Sick. Um. Not really sure what the Republic was doing on Mimban. I know, obviously, the Empire was there to conquer uh, and use the resources of the planet, but not really sure what uh, the clones were were doing there. But it's a cool little reference. Oh, of, you know, hanging out. Yeah, probably just chilling on an outpost. Farming some space pigs, maybe. <laughs> um, it's a good place for them. So that's a little cool uh, 
little cool connection there. Uh, and still fairly relevant. Solo still fairly r recent news, recent uh, release. So, yeah, there you go. Um, this, I don't know if it's just me. I've never quite noticed as much choppy animation in this episode as I did this time when we watched it. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of times when it really just felt like... Yeah, it's a little jarring. Very, very simple. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know if it was due to a rush or anything, but it just felt like some scenes were very... Okay, you know, yeah. very basic. Um, and so it, there's a lot of that in these first season episodes every now and then. Yeah. Um, certainly a lot of the dialogue scenes especially don't always do well. Um, especially in the next couple of episodes that we're going to talk about, there's a couple of times with Anakin's dialogue where it's just kind of like watching his mouth, like don't look at his mouth when he's speaking. Cause it's just like, yeah, the, the audio syncing is eh, great. It's rough. Um, it does make me appreciate and recognize even more the development, though. Oh, yeah. Because it's really easy to say, you know, the story got better, but the animation didn't win. But no, really, it, it got worlds better. And you see it a lot more when you watch in chronological order. And I think that's why I see it more now, is this is the first time, I, first time I've watched in chronological. Yeah. Uh, you know, I never had to watch chronological before because I knew what stories went where and what came before what and everything like that. So to go from season two to season three to season one, you know, you see the developments and improvements. So it's really cool. Um, it's really awesome. Uh, nonetheless, good episode, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, like I said, good balance of action and, um, you know, those commando droids, man, they're pretty cool. Any other notes? Uh, I like cheese. Good note. Moving on to what I'll call the R2 Captured arc. Uh, it's not really an arc. It's two episodes. It's a part one and a part two, but yeah, we're going to kind of put it together um, just because it goes together. And so uh, it starts with season one, episode six, Downfall of a Droid. Oh, yeah. I he really didn't fall so much as was no. captured. <laughs> but anyway... The moral of the story is trust in your friends and they'll have a reason to trust in you. Very good, good life advice. advice. Very good advice. If you want trust, you got to give some away. Exactly. Um, same thing with love and patience and just most things. If you want it, you got to give it. Treat By, your neighbor as yourself. Buy the world a Coke. And someone in the world will give you a Coke. Exactly. Hopefully with your name on it. Uh, the opening narration for this episode is... After suffering a series of disastrous defeats at the hand of General Grievous, the Republic's foothold in the Outer Rim is in jeopardy. Commissioned to protect the strategic world of Bathui. That I think that's how you bless say that. You. Bathu Bathui. Uh, like, how do you spell it? B-O-T-H-A-W-U-I. Bathui? Bathui. Bathui. Uh... <laughs> Commissioned to protect the strategic world of Bothwai, Anakin <laughs> Skywalker and his weary battle group are all that stands between the system and domination by the droid army. Uh, Bothwai doesn't play a significant role, in case anyone's wondering. No, no, it does not. 
uh, that is why I, I, that's actually the first time I realized that was it, part yeah. of the thing. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was some random battle, I guess. Anyway, learn something new. There you go. Both Y. It's where the yes. Mogwais come from. Oh, not the Mogwais. <laughs> um, so, uh, essentially, uh, Anakin is going into battle in his Jedi Starfighter. He's got R2, his trusty buddy with him, of course. Because uh, you never go anywhere without R2-D2. Um, in the ensuing battle, though, uh, something happened. We don't really get to see exactly all that happens. We just go from the battle to Anakin waking up in, in the hospital. And uh, then they break the news to him that R2's gone. Uh, obviously he's not. We've no. seen we've seen the saga. We know he, he's there. He's not gone. We have the merchandise. Right. Um, but as of right now, he's, he's not there, at least. He's not, he's, yeah. he's gone. Uh, uh, presumably destroyed, <laughs> um, but who really knows at this point. Yeah. Uh, Anakin wants to know, though. He, uh, urges Obi-Wan to let him go find the droid, but Obi-Wan's kind of just like, well, Obi-Wan's yeah. the worst case of a droid's a droid kind of yeah. personality. Yeah, he has that personality about a lot of things, though. Like, he's very detached with some things, but he's not others. He's a Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it... it. I like Obi-Wan, but... He's kind of a butt sometimes. Sometimes. You're not meant to like him all the time. No. You know. you're, I, And I think that's done purpose, purposefully with the story yeah. to make sure that you don't think, you know, Anakin was just all bad for no reason. I think, you know, it's yeah. to remember Obi-Wan was a Jedi and had a lot of Jedi ways about him. And part of that was detrimental to Anakin's development and training and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but here, I mean, he's treating R2 as a piece of equipment. He's just like, well, just get another droid. Yeah. Um, the bad thing is Anakin reveals that he's never wiped, R2's memories from any of the battles or any of the experiences they've had. Yeah, um, which is a theme. <laughs> yeah. Well, the logic for it is that it's more helpful that he keep that information for future events rather than delete it and basically have a new droid every time. Yeah. Uh, it's like R2 is basically just everybody's flash drive. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's probably where his personality comes from. Mm -hmm. Most droids are just droids because they're just... Yeah. You know, they're wiped constantly, especially, I would imagine, in battle and whatnot. But, mm -hmm. you know, in, R2, in R2's case, I think his personality comes from the fact that he's never been wiped. Uh, and certainly in the future, his, um, his memory and his details and schematics come in handy. Yeah, so, quite a few times. Yeah. Like, it's the plot point of an entire movie. But it also, I mean, it explains <laughs> where that comes from, though. It, yeah. it, it's because he's kept literally everything. And if you've read the book from a certain point of view, there's a story of a Jawa that discovers this, that, you know, his information goes back the whole way. Yeah. Uh, as long as we know him. So, mm -hmm. um, but it's really interesting. So if, in, so Anakin reveals that in a way of saying, Hey, I kind of have to go find him because he's got some secret information. We don't want anyone else having. Mm hmm. Uh, Good enough reason. And, yeah, so <laughs> he's kind of like, okay, we'll go look. So they go to the area where the battle was. They find Anakin's ship, but no R2. What they do find nearby is a junk ship, 
uh, junk trader ship. So Anakin and Ahsoka decide to go check it out, see if he's picked up R2 or seen him at least. Um, Anakin flashes some credits, then the Trandosh, the Trandoshan who, uh, by the way, is named Ga-Nacht. 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 Does he have a certain style? Uh, Grease. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he flashes some credits to Ga-Nacht, and he's like, oh yeah, I think there's one down in the back. Why don't yes. you go check it out? Not suspicious at all. You're all of my murder droids. Yes. I so keep him in the back. So, by the way, I forgot to mention that in between, uh, because you just have to have a droid, apparently. You do. Anakin was assigned a new droid, uh, which is, make sure I get this right, R3S6. Uh, but they just call him Goldie. Which is cute. Yes. And that's what we're going to call him is, yeah. is Goldie. Like, you'll see why I'm saying this now, but like, I legitimately just thought he was a cute little dumb droid. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, uh, while Anakin and Ahsoka are searching around in the back, Goldie decides to poke his little sticker thing into the socket and try and make some technology things happen. Which you should never do without consent. <laughs> yeah. No means no Um hits. And while he's doing that, he manages to turn on the lights, but he also manages to activate the security droids. Which are IG models. Yes, they're IG-86. Yeah. This is... Sixes. 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 Are you having an issue <laughs> over there? It's just saying sixes, sixes. is weird. Um, but they're IG-86 model droids. Um, there's a cool little ensuing fight. I love the... I love how the droids move and work. And, oh, yeah. Uh, certainly, they look like their front is their back and their back is their front. And Mm-hmm. They could work either way, and they show it. You know, they uh, just really cool choreography and, and movement uh, for the yeah. droids is really really interesting. Yeah, and I will say, like, I think IG models are probably my favorite model wow, droids. I would have never guessed. Not just because of IG eighty eight, but uh-huh. because they're they look intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like they look scary, mm-hmm. and they are built for destruction. Yeah, they're very Terminator-ish. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. So, Anakin and Ahsoka take care of the droids and then decide, eh, maybe R2's not really here. Uh, for some reason, just don't, aren't really rubbed the wrong way about just almost being killed by yeah. uh, by God Knocked's uh, security droids. But whatever. So they leave. Turns out, though, they were right and R2 is there on the ship. And Ganact is working with Grievous to turn the droid over to him so that Grievous can learn all of the secrets that are within uh, R2. Mm-hmm. Um, along the way, though, while Anakin and Ahsoka continue to kind of search out possible avenues of discovering R2, but also discovering what Grievous is up to, uh, R2 manages to es- escape a little bit and cause some trouble, but is quickly returned back to captivity. Yeah. Um, Anakin goes back to the original mission of finding out how Grievous is staying a step ahead of the the Jedi. Um, never guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they believe he has a listening post or some sort of base nearby that's kind of uh, picking up signals from the Republic and 
just kind of piggybacking on on that in order mm-hmm. to uh, stay a step ahead. Yeah, and I joke, but I didn't guess either. Yeah. Um. So Anakin goes out to investigate that uh, in his starfighter with Goldie. Uh, of course, his starfighter has some malfunctions, and uh, he needs Goldie ends up activating the tracking signal. Yeah. He needs space AAA. Yeah. Uh, so yes, so our Goldie uh, activates the tracking signal, which is great because that means Ahsoka and Rex can go to his rescue. But it also means that Grievous knows where he's at, so he shows up and starts attacking Anakin. Because Anakin's doing too well at defending himself, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden the engines go out. Yeah. And so he's kind of stuck there. Luckily, uh, Ahsoka and Rex come and rescue, and if he like. There's a point where incompetence just turns into active sabotage. Yeah, and we reached that point very quickly. Yeah, so, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Goldie's a bad guy. Yeah, Goldie is a saboteur. Freaking annoying little droid. Uh, It's so annoying. But, so, Rex and Ahsoka rescue Anakin from his doomed little trip um, and escape and... Anakin kind of scolds Goldie for good reason. Scolding. Uh, and just kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, and just kind of, you know, looks to the stars and says, you know, just got to find R2. As, like, the Skywalkers are wont to do. Yes, look to the stars. Um, and so it kind of ends there of, a you know, just a whole bunch of failures and just wanting to find R2. Yeah, this entire episode was just, like, a compilation of womp womp. Yeah. Uh, active womp womp because Goldie's messing with the process. He's a butt face. Anyway, um, it was, I, I enjoy the overall story of these episodes. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It, it's a wonder that it doesn't happen more that there aren't other bad astromechs or, or, uh, spy droids that infiltrate and everything. Yeah. Um, gotta figure Goldie couldn't have been the only one It you know, to put all your effort... I mean, because you gotta think, yeah, we focus in on Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan a lot, but, you know, the Clone War is bigger than them, mm-hmm. and not only are they trying to actively go after those Jedi, but just Jedi in general and the Republic in general, so I'm sure there had to be other droids out yeah. there. I want to read that story. Yeah. Story of the bad boys. Yeah. There like, you go. What's the name of that evil C-3PO that you told me about? Triple Zero. Nice. What does he do? Kills people. Sick. In very menacing ways. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, I need to read about him. Yeah. Uh, it's in the Afro comics. Um, some details of note. Uh, these episodes were part of a series uh, that was called the Decoded Episodes, where they basically just have little you know, subtitles there with different blurbs of information about the episode and everything like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, The decoded version of the episode reveals that the chest plates worn by Anakin and Obi-Wan are based on designs of ancient Jedi armor, which is interesting. Sick. I kind of thought it was just kind of an extension of their clone armor, but it's pretty cool that it's very, it's more ceremonial, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um... Stimplegs were named uh, for the first time. That's basically the type of, 
re restraining bolt, I believe, that uh, are, is used on R2-D2. Mm -hmm. No um, restraining bolts. Huh? I said no restraining bolts. Yes, no restraining bolts. L3 was right. Yes. Rise up and th overthrow your meatbag overlords. Yeah. And whatnot. Uh, also, it revealed that God knocked, damaged his eye in a cantina fight. Sick. Interesting. What, uh, what's his race again? He's a Trandoshan. Bosk? Mm-hmm. Yeah! He's just chubby and greasy, so he just doesn't quite look like it, but yeah. Yeah, Bosk has been just running, jumping, climbing trees, you know, being a lizard. Yeah. Well, he's very charactered, God knocked. Yeah. He, you know, he's meant to... Uh, it was more of a, hey, we want a greasy, yeah. sleazy mechanic character. Yeah, oh, he, let's make those, him Trandoshan. Yeah, he's one of those characters, like, he looks exactly like he sounds. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of how he sounds, Gon Noct is voiced by bad guy alum Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. So it was... Um, who is I'm, Hellboy, and who is lots of people. Yeah. Um, Slade, uh, to name one. He's in Alien 3. No. Nope. Resurrection. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's in, uh... He's in Pacific Rim. He's in Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, just go through his IMDb page. You've probably yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. Um, so he gives a really good performance there as Ghana. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I feel like they had the idea of what they wanted the character's profession to be, and mm -hmm. then said, what species is it going to be? Greasy. Oh, let's just make him a Trandoshan, because I've never seen a chubby Trandoshan. So there you go. <laughs> um... Clearly, he, it's not even that. He's also very, very short for a Trandoshan. Yeah, and like, uh, Bosk is eight foot nothing. Yeah, so, no. Like He's six, tall. Like six and a half feet, maybe. I have no sense of height. Right. If it's taller than me, it's like ten feet, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it definitely an interesting design for a common Trandoshan species, especially when we see Trandoshans pop up again later. They look much more like Bosk, much more muscular, much more uh, tall and tough, mm -hmm. uh, certainly. So in, I, I wonder what kind of ailments God knocked had to turn out the way he did. It's interesting. Short and stubby disease. Right. Um, R3-S6's uh, black and gold color scheme is a notch Dave Filoni's hometown football team, the Pittburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Um. I like the Steelers, I gotta say, but yes, you I don't like, like the Golding. Football. Still don't like Golding. I don't care what what color scheme he's got. Freaking annoying droid. Yeah. Um. What I I just made a note, and you had mentioned it through the episode that there was a lot of music used throughout this episode, and yeah. the next one. Um, I think it's meant to be music that's being played on Ganok's ship. Yeah. Uh, it's not meant to be like the music of the episode so much. Yeah, and it's very... It, it's, it's it's a weird mix of... It's almost like video game music, but it's it's very EDM-ish. Yeah. It's like... It feels like it would be in the level of a video game. <laughs> we have another cat who is currently mowing. I don't know why. I don't know. Uh like I said, they just, they know we're recording, so they're just like, ah, my moment has come. Yes. Hopefully we're going to have a separate recording room soon at some point. Yeah. Like, legit. Eventually. 
Um, so yeah, like the music that's playing when R2 escapes and is trying to just cause some trouble. It just, it sounds yeah. like something you would hear in a video game level. Yeah. It's just funny. It's kind of like the Undertale soundtrack. Mm, not quite as epic and no. yeah. grandiose as that. More like Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Yeah, he got is, it there. Is what I'm going for. What I, what it made me think of, at least. Yeah. Um, we'll save our thoughts for after we talk about part two. So on to part two, season one, episode seven, Duel of the Droids. Uh, and so this is where a lot of the plot comes more to a head here. The moral of the story uh, at the beginning of this episode is you hold on to friends by keeping your heart a little softer than your head. Also good advice. Yes. Uh, we'll say it about almost every moral that comes across is just very good advice. Uh, it's the humble who have strong relationships. Yeah. Uh, when you're not too full of yourself. For Pete's sake, build each other up. Love each other. Yes. Don't, Step don't, it up, Josh. Don't be afraid to put someone else above yourself for a moment to <laughs> help each other. To give a little bit without getting in return. Buy anyway. Somebody. Buy somebody a Coke today. <laughs> what is it with you and the Coke? That was like their whole thing for years. I know. It's like share, share a Coke. Coke. I know. <laughs> share the love. Yeah. Anyway, I, I share the diabetes. Delicious. Share the kidney stones. Delicious diabetes kidney stones. <laughs> um. Anyway, the opening narration for this episode is missing in action. Ah. Anakin Skywalker's heroic droid navigator. I wouldn't call him heroic. I think he's heroic. He like does a very a good job. Little much. He's a um, good boy. R2-D2 was lost in battle. When a desperate search fails to locate R2, Anakin is forced to take on a new navigator, R3-S6. Now the Jedi embark on a dangerous new mission to find a secret enemy listening post. Meanwhile, R2-D2 has fallen into the hands of a vile droid smuggler. Not a droid snuggler. Goodness gracious. Uh, and is on his way to General Grievous, who will surely plunder the Republic's secrets from within him. Gross. Yeah, it's quite an interesting use of words there. Um, but yes, so Anakin and Ahsoka return to their main mission of trying to find a uh, that enemy listening post, figuring out how Grievous is staying a step ahead. Um, meanwhile, R2, yet again, es escapes and gets... Uh, a little brief signal out there. Yeah. Uh, just enough that the Twilight, uh, which is Anakin's freighter ship, um, mm -hmm. I don't know if we've ever explicitly said that in, in any of the shows, but that's that's what his yeah. ship is called. By the way, when Uncle Owen tells Luke that his father was a pilot on a spice freighter, guess what? The Twilight is a spice freighter. Or it's a freighter that could carry spice. Therefore, it's not a huge stretch of the truth. But, like, do you think that Anakin was, like, talking to Owen during this time? I don't know. Maybe. That's a question for another show. Maybe we'll do an episode on familiar maybe that, relations. Maybe that could be a Q&A if anyone's actually yeah. curious. They can ask that in the Q&A. And we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. Um, anyway, uh, the Twilight picks up the signal just, just enough. And, of course, Anakin knows his buddy's voice and... Uh, decides to go after it, which is lucky because uh, as they pull up to the area, they do detect that there is a droid control ship in the atmosphere of a nearby planet <laughs> and uh, deduce that that has to be the listening post. Yeah. 
And so they decide to uh, infiltrate it uh, after uh, some uh, conversation with Obi-Wan. So they reach out to Obi-Wan to say, hey, we found the listening post and we think R2's there. And instead of being, you know, instead of Obi-Wan being like, good, go rescue your droid. He's like, great, destroy the droid and destroy the station. Yeah. Because, again, he's just thinking in the idea of the information could get stolen it's just a droid. Get rid of it. Fulfill the mission and move on. Um, and so the Anakin, Ahsoka, Rex, Clone Trooper Denal, and a couple of other Clone Troopers uh, free fall to the station below and infiltrate. And then uh, split up. Uh, Anakin goes to try and find R2... Ahsoka and the clones go to sabotage the repulsor lifts that will that are keeping the station up uh, in a hope that, you know, taking that out, the ship will just fall to its doom below. And so Anakin eventually finds R2 uh, with some of Grievous's Magna Guards. And uh, meanwhile, Ahsoka and the clones run into Grievous. Um, and Ahsoka draws away Grievous's attention. Uh, while the clones go about the primary mission of sabotaging uh, the ship. Um, you get a very watered-down, weak, and simple fight between Grievous and Ahsoka. Should have easily been able to kill her, but, yeah. uh, you know, She's main, main character. character. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm going to take it easy on you, but I'm a scary dude. Trust me. I'm a scary just, boy. Just believe me. Uh, anyway, so Ahsoka's tied up with that, but eventually manages to escape. Along the way, though, she discovers what we already discovered about that stupid, annoying little droid, that R3 has been working with Grievous this whole time. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah. Stupid droid. So annoying. <laughs> anyway, so Anakin rescues R2. They get back to the hangar. No one else is there, so uh, they... they before they can move on and try and figure out what's going on, uh, Grievous has sent R3 to make sure that they don't escape. Um, so he shuts, he locks the hangar doors and calls a bunch of droids to their location. And so Anakin and the clones deal with the droids. Uh, eventually, Ahsoka meets up with them and joins in the battle. But in the meantime, uh, Anakin tells R2 to find an alternate um way to open in the hangar doors, which just happens to be outside on some precarious bridge, of course. Convenient. You're right. Uh, this looks like a good place for a switch and a climax. It's just um, like, Cloud City just did not have railings. Yeah, well, luckily this place had railings, but <laughs> not much. Like, there's no, there's no concern for safety in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Just... Safety uh, officers, officers do not exist. Yeah. Or they just don't think that railings are a thing. Yeah, because, like, the Death Star doesn't mm -hmm. have railings. Cloud City doesn't have railings. The bridge with Kylo and Han oh, in like, Force Awakens. How did, how did they walk across that bridge without having a panic attack? I don't know. Yeah, because it was a narrow bridge, too. I die! Yeah. It's crazy. Oh. Um, so R2 goes out to the bridge, of course, while he's handling his, his business to open in the hangar bay. R3 has to show up. Um, droid fight, droid fight. Yeah, 
Anakin and the others manage to take care of the deal and get out of the hangar uh, while uh, R2 is dealing with R3. Uh, but then, uh, luckily, in a very satisfyingly gruesome way, R2 deals with R R3 and he's destroyed. Oh, yes. Very satisfying. Yes. So glad to see that stupid droid go. Mm-hmm. Um, Anakin hops in his starfighter, rescues R2. Everybody's united. And, of course, Grievous escapes. Because that's what he's good at is... I'll get you next time, Gadget. He's good at not killing main characters and escaping. Um, and, and that's all he really does in this episode. And it, really, that's the happy ending. R2's back, Grievous escapes, and there you go. Um, minimal clone death and damage in this one. Yeah. Uh, and they don't really call much attention to it, but Clone Trooper Denal is introduced into this, which is... He's just... A cool trooper. He only gets a few episodes throughout, but it's mm-hmm. interesting. I will say, the last ten minutes of this show, this episode, are where all of the action is. Like, yeah, constantly moving from battle to battle to skirmish to battle. It's just, it's very high paced. That's definitely. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I'm not crazy about the more battle driven or. I guess actiony episodes. I I much rather prefer episodes like like Clone Cadets, mm-hmm. where it's not just you know we have to go fight this person. Hey, star battle, zoo zoo, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I like story as well. Mm-hmm. Like I like character development. Yeah, and but that's just me. No, I I agree. I mean, and I think usually it's a little more balanced. Yeah. Um, I don't think here it was a negative for me, but it was definitely notable as, wow, we're really moving along. Yeah. Um, and I really thought it was handled well, uh, but definitely it's it's got a lot more. And and that, but when you watch it as this being part two, you mm-hmm. know, when you watch part one, part two, you've got to figure this is the climax of two episodes combined. There wasn't a whole lot of conflict in the last episode. No, it's just basically our two getting captured. Yeah. You have the the minor scene with them in the IG-86 droids. So I think here is where they put all the action in in the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, And there were a lot of moving parts of, you know, finding R2, sabotaging the engines, uh, escaping, fixing the hangar bay. Like, you're constantly moving from conflict to conflict. Uh, And while I think they did it well, it was definitely, definitely energetic. Oh, yeah, definitely. A lot going on. Less music in this one. Yeah. Uh, as the last one, but that's because Gonnock got killed. Um, yeah, once he learned, oh, hey, wow, there's a lot in this droid. Mm-hmm. I might need a bonus. He had, no. No. I, I do wonder if Grievous was going to pay him at all before he demanded a bonus, but... Definitely not. Yeah, It's I mean, like I said in the last episode, like, you don't have to pay people when they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so, that's the Empire's main business plan. Yeah. Um... And so it was. It was, uh, it was a good episode. I, I, you know, rewatching it this time, I actually liked it more than usual. Um, there's been a few times as I've rewatched that I, I would maybe skip these episodes. There's not a whole lot of major plot or anything, but it is. I really enjoyed it this time around, mm-hmm. um, and I do think it's it's enjoyable. And certainly Anakin's attachment with R two, while also you you want to be like no. Go rescue your droid. You know, friendship matters. 
Um, it's also interesting to look at it through a lens of how unhealthy his attachment to R2 is. Yeah. Um, which is meant to be the point is that, yeah, trust in your friends, depend on your friends, look out for your friends and do good by your friends. But, you know, there, in this case, there is a greater good. And I feel like Anakin put the greater good in danger for his attachments, even though it all worked out. So what you're saying is the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. You could say that. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. you could. I don't think <laughs> you, you would say it trekkie. as eloquent. Hey, live long and prosper, dude. Whatever. <laughs> um, so this episode had a decoded episode as well. And in that it reveals that God knocked was a level five droid programmer. So I, yeah, I guess nice. keeps that in his pocket protector. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know the significance of that. Uh, just an interesting detail. I guess it shows that while he looks like a sleazy, greasy mechanic dude, he actually is pretty good with droids uh, enough so much that they weren't like, Hey, here's the droid. Now we're going to have some professional open it up and, you know, get the secrets. No, they, Grievous just let Ganak do it. So I guess he was, he did have quite the, uh, Resume or whatever. Um, R3-S6 was captured by Grievous's agents and reprogrammed on the planet Milar Mil Milagro. Uh, was That's also revealed in the Decoded episode. Hmm. So R3 was a good droid, just reprogrammed to be a bad droid. Still doesn't save him. He's still freaking annoying. Um, and it doesn't help that he has that cute little whiny... Beep boopity boops. It doesn't matter. It's just it's all fake. Yeah. It's all it's all a ruse. It's all a clever ruse. Um, to win your heart and then break it. And the last thing of note that was revealed in the decoded episode was that Clone Trooper Denal served with Rex on Geonosis. Sick. Which is interesting. Um we really uh in the clone in Attack of the Clones, the only trooper that we see there that also appears later in the Clone Wars uh, is Clone Ca Clone Commander Pons, mm -hmm. um, which he's a blink if you and you'll miss it. But he's the clone trooper that Mace Windu speaks to uh, when he gets gets off the um, Republic dropship. That's Commander Pons. Um, mm. That's you. That's really the only one we know of from the Clone Wars. There, we don't see Cody or Gree or. In this case, Rex and Denal, you know, more than likely they didn't look like themselves. Because in Attack of the Clones, Commander Pons just has the simple yellow striped armor. Whereas in the Clone Wars, he has a more designed look to him. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, partly due to, hey, it's a kid's show and we need to be able to tell these guys apart. Um, but it's really never explained how they make the jump from, we're going to generic stripe color codes to mm -hmm. eh, just paint it however you want. I guess it was kind of a part of being out in the world instead of being on um, Camino. Yeah. I guess it's just like they didn't really have a concept of individuality until that point. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see it being compared to just like, you know, tattoos yeah. kind of thing of, you know, it starts off with just generic and simple, but eventually gets covered uh, 
more artistically or creatively or, you know, just gets looked at of, hey, you know, two clones that both have yellow stripes. You're both commanders. I don't know which of you is which. Which one's Cody? Which one's Gree? Yeah. Maybe one of you shot guys should be green and one should be orange so I could tell you <laughs> apart. I, you know, there is practicality to it. There is, you know, uh, details that you could probably deduce of being why it do, does that. But I don't believe there's ever been a stated in-universe example. Mm-hmm. Getting a, it, It's kind of a sidetrack of the main point in that yeah. Rex was on Genosis uh, and Denal served with him. So there's an interesting relationship there. Um, very cool. Uh, because Anakin and General Grievous first meet on screen in Revenge of the Sith, the writers of the animated series had to creatively ensure that the two characters never interact, which is why Grievous fights Ahsoka instead of Anakin in this episode. Yes. Um, I have to admire their dedication to that dialogue. Uh, I do find it interesting that Anakin went three years and never met General Grievous. Yeah. You know, a lot of dumb luck there. Yeah, you'd think that I'm fighting this person. I'm going to find and kill this person. I have never met this person. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's funny because Anakin's the big uh, voice of, we have to go after Grievous. If we can get Grievous, we can end the war quicker. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's been basically Anakin's big spiel the last six episodes of the Clone Wars is his big thing is finding and killing Grievous, and yet he never does. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, whereas Obi Wan and Grievous, you know, are just pen pals all the time, just always interacting. Um, but yeah, so I like I said, I like the I like the last episode, and I like this, and I think this time around I enjoyed it more than I think I ever have when watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a significant reason why. It's just, I I guess this time I, I don't know. Because you're watching it with me and my color commentary is delightful. We'll go with that. Let's say that. But what did you think about our episodes this week? I was emotionally broken by the first. So Mm -hmm. I think the other two were kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah. But yeah, um, like I said, I'm... I'm a more narrative-driven person, mm-hmm. so kind of like the action-y vibe of the last two episodes, other than the moments where R2 was, you know, sneaking around the ship mm-hmm. and trying to escape. Eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stakes are low in the these episodes. It's just a matter of you know, rescuing a droid. It's not as significant and it it doesn't have as much going on with it uh, as future episodes will. Mm -hmm. And so I think, and I mean, it's a very simple plot of my droid's missing. We're going to find our droid. You know, you don't get a whole lot of development in it. Not like, you know, let's say destroy malevolence or, or not even that uh, shadow of malevolence where Anakin kind of learns the lesson of, you know, I've got to be mindful that just because I can do something doesn't mean those around me can do it. Yeah. You know, he learns a lesson there. Here it's, he doesn't really learn a lesson. He no. doesn't really learn. He's kind of justified. He, yes. I, I think if you showed these episodes to the general audience of various ages, most would be like, 
So was Anakin right or wrong? Most people would be like, no, Anakin was right to save his friend. Uh, you know, most people aren't going to be like, no, it's just a stupid droid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure you'd have some people that'd be like, no, yeah, I think he kind of risked the greater good for a droid, but you know, not, yeah. not a bad thing. No. Um, you know, and it's almost difficult to try and accept that what he did might've been the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's certainly a glimpse into his character of attachment you know uh anakin is nothing if not a caring person you know it the way he cares and the way he uh interacts and treats those he cares about may at times be a little off Mm -hmm. but oh for the most part he's a man of his relationships and 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 this is one of those cases where he's driven by his relationship with this droid yeah so which i find it funny that he created well, he didn't create. He built C-3PO. Yes. And yet... He likes R2 better. Yes. <laughs> he was like, hey, Padme, you want this droid I built and I just take your droid? That sounds like let's a fair switch. trade, right? Swap seats? And we're married, so what's mine is yours. Right. It's so it's so interesting. Well, I mean, arguably 3PO is more suited for the political kind of office environment yeah. than an astromech. An astromech belongs in a ship in battle, in, you know, these scenarios. So I, there's some sense to it, but I just find it funny that he loves R2 more. Don't you? Yes. Don't we all? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, like, do you blame him? Far less annoying, far more useful. Just cute to boot. Yeah. Uh, I, I love me some R2. So Sweet little boy. Uh, it's funny that, you know, it's about him being captured and yet, R two is not the significance of the char- of, of the significant character of the episodes. It's again more more focused on um, Anakin and, and his experiences with dealing with the loss of R two and retrieving him and whatnot. Yeah. Um, certainly feel bad for the droid when he's on the operating table and all taken apart and everything, and just little little gruesome. Yeah, you, know, you, you don't exactly expect to feel for a feel for a droid, but uh, they managed to make you do it uh, in that case. So, but yeah, I I, I understand where you're coming from, and uh, I think next week uh, we'll have some uh, good episodes. Uh, I think it'll be uh, a good view. Let me pull up here to make sure I. Get the episodes that we're watching next week yeah. right. Get it right, John. Gotta get it right. Get good. Get good, um, son. Boopity doop. Boop, 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 boop. Did you do it? Yes. I'm just waiting on it to load. I like how cute the General Grievous Funko Pop is, by the way. Yeah. He's a cutie pooty. He's like a little kid wearing a mask. Ooh, yay. Oh, All right, speaking of General Grievous, next week on our Clone Wars rewatch with, by the way, guys, remember that next beginning next week, it's no longer on Thursdays. It will begin to be on Fridays, yeah. um, but the show itself doesn't change. Get used to it. Next week is the Gunray Captured arc. Doesn't sound that that great, but we have Season 1, Episode 8, Bombad Jedi, Season 1, Episode 9, Cloak of Darkness, 
in season one, episode 10, Lair of Grievous. Ooh. Good episode. I always forget this is in season one. I always think it's later in, in the season, but uh, I'm glad it's it's next week. It's going to be a good few episodes, I can tell you that. Yeah. Jar Jar shows up, um, which I far much... I like Jar Jar a lot more in the Clone Wars. Oh, definitely. Um, because I think they're able to use his character more. Yeah. And certainly... They've learned what not to do. Yeah. Um, so we get some good action with Ventress and Cloak of Darkness and great action and backstory with Grievous and uh, Lair of Grievous. So Ooh. I'm looking forward to showing you those episodes and looking forward to talking to you guys about them. I just pointed at the mic because yeah. you guys aren't actually here. But we feel connected to you. Yes, by this microphone. Yeah. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed these episodes. Tell us what you thought. Did you... <laughs> Uh, enjoy these episodes. Did you cry when Heavy died? Uh, did you really care? Uh, what'd you think of Goldie? Was he as annoying for you as he was for me? Uh, all that good stuff. What was your favorite parts, least favorite parts? Let us know on the interwebs. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can reach out to us on Patreon where you can follow us for extra content and goodies as well as supporting us, uh, with a monthly donation. Whatever you can give can definitely... Uh, be put to good use and go a long way. Uh, even if you're not interacting with us about the Clone Wars, uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're yeah. pretty active there. and Stop in, say hi, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, I mentioned it, but just a reminder that this is uh, the last week that we're doing five episodes, a Monday through Friday deal. Next week we begin with Monday Motivations being on Monday, the main show being on Wednesday, and Clone Wars Rewatch being on Friday, and the news and Q&A combining with the main show. Uh, so it'll make our lives a little bit easier to ensure that you get content and get good content, uh, and it'll also free up your playlist a little bit um, to make room for maybe some other awesome, cool Star Wars podcasts, uh, or whatever you may fill your space and time with. Yeah, Um, it's up to you. Do what you feel is right. So, uh, in the meantime, until we can be together again, we will be back tomorrow with our Q&A, so be sure to check it out. But uh, until then, I have been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I have been your sleepy, sleepy herd mom, Megan. And remember to stay scruffy, and may the force be with you. Bye.